heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Three of the biggest topics right now in healthcare and surely in the health freedom movement, to be sure. And that is CDC shots for kids, gain of function in the Boston lab, and doctors play nice. Will you please? <laughs> and um, so the, the first thing is this whole CDC, the, the shot, the immunizations to get on the vaccination schedule, this is the 15 members now there that are part of that committee. The question I ask here up front, is it to protect or target the kids? That's a loaded question, obviously, and not an easy question to take on when you talk about. But again, you have to look at the facts and the data. A lot of times people just look at the surface and then they want to argue back and forth without any real data points. Uh, but that's a real question. Is it to protect the kids or is it to target the kids? The gain of function of the Boston lab, this one here, is it a public benefit, as they say, for potential, what, therapeutic interventions? That's the uh, the talking point they put out there. Is, is it that, or is this a uh, potential of a uh, virus gone wild, right? Um, what could possibly go wrong? is I guess what would happen with this when it's got a 80% kill rate and it's being done in an urban market. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I mean, this would make COVID look like child's play is what we're suggesting. And it would, uh, it would do some pretty serious harm out there, friends. If anything happened, whatever that anything is, you pick it, right? And the other one is this doctors play nice. Is this about, this is AB 2098, uh, uh, the dictator out in California, uh, Governor Newsom there. And uh, is this about doctors informing or is it about disinformation? And why is the state trying to silence the physicians? What's that all about? You know, the AB 2098. And again, what do they say? What goes on in California doesn't stay in California. It usually leaks out to the rest of the nation. It's not like that Nevada thing, they say, Las Vegas, right? Stays there, I guess. That's not the case in California, people. Whatever happens there, rest assured, we're all going to be swallowing it whole in the rest of the nation. So those are the topics I'd like to take up to you today on uh, The Voice of a Nation, my friends. Welcome into the program here. It is Malcolm Out Loud, yours truly. Um, another great week and another great uh, opportunity to spread the out loud truth uh, from sea to shine in sea and from the far edges of our amazing planet here. And we'll have on the program today a couple of uh, very distinguished gentlemen. Always excited to have them on here. Dr. Joel Hershorn will be here. And let me just tell you a little bit about both of these gentlemen that will join me throughout the next hour. Uh, Dr. Hershorn has testified at over 50 U.S. Senate and House hearings. He's authored hundreds of articles on covid He's the author of Pandemic Blunder <laughs> and a professor at the University of Wisconsin, uh, where he directed a medical research program between the colleges of engineering and medicine. 
a prolific writer, researcher data, typically in the weeds on this stuff, uh, pulling out facts and data and, you know, saying, hey, we, sh- we need to look at this. We need to look at that. We need to question things, basically, which is what they're telling you in California not to do. <laughs> Just go along to get along. Don't question a thing, right? Uh, and uh, also join us on today's program will be uh, Dr. Stephen Latulip is here, and he's a physician, board certified in family medicine, retired United States Air Force officer. He's an ordained minister. He's the author of the book, Unity Without Compromise. He's a fantastic writer. It's an awesome author. I mean, he, he's one of the cats that can write something, and it just doesn't require a lot of editing. Uh, I know that as a publisher. <laughs> He's terrific. Uh, and that makes it a lot easier, I'll have to tell you. Now, both of their books, by the way, Unity Without Compromise and Pandemic Blunder, those books are absolutely in the America Out Loud bookstore. In fact, as you hear this on America Out Loud Talk Radio, those books are on the front page of America Out Loud, and they're right featured in the bookstore. You'll see them right up at the top left. The bookstore is very, very cool. It went through a whole uh, workover uh, just a few months ago, and new database, new structure to it. Spent some time and, and really energy back there, making it terrific. Uh, go in there and take a look at it. It's right on the nav bar now. Uh, you'll see it on our Out Loud bookstore. And it's all great books, not only from our expert authors, our uh, team here, but our guests that we have on all our shows and platform and programs and all kinds of cool stuff. So anyways, that's what you do there. Let's dive into these topics now. And I, I want to start with the Target and the Kids and the CDC uh, and what they're really up to. And so on October 20th, just a few days back here, friends, the CDC voted unanimously uh, and they used the words no conflicts from each member uh, to include the routine COVID boosters for all the children. Now, this is uh, the, the group that did this is called the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. I call it ACIP, A-C-I-P. Uh, and uh, they unanimously supported this move uh, just the day before. And now it became uh, and, you know, the argument back with the CDC is that they say, well, these these are just guidelines. We're not telling people what to do. But the problem is everybody then kind of, you know, uh, makes this big deal. Oh, my God, the CDC It's like they're acting like God within the healthcare community. And it's like whatever they say you're supposed to do or follow those guidelines, like there's some sort of commandments or something, you know, um, that's part of the problem with it all. Um, but the problem is the argument is that this this COVID stuff is not having any impact on the kids. Uh, but yet the vaccines do have an impact on the kids and not in a good way when it happens. And one of the biggest things we hear a lot about is myocarditis is a real problem. So cutting right to the chase now, let's bring on Dr. Stephen Latulip. And uh, Dr. Latulip, I want to talk to you about this here. Let's talk about uh, the pros and the cons, the benefits of, versus the concerns that people have what first do you think, I mean, what is your, I don't, without getting in funny business here, what's your gut feeling as to why, because this was sort of an unprecedented move. This is not a problem. It's not impacting the kids. And yet they put it on the immunization schedule. What's the real motive? Do you really, really feel about this uh, without going down the rabbit hole? But what, what do you think it is? Well, Malcolm, I, I think that um, the only way you can describe the 
the program of the vaccination for kids um, being recommended first uh, by the advisory committee. And then uh, everybody knew, I think, that the CDC was going to approve it the next day. Um, what's it all about? Well, we know it has done them no good. We know that children survive uh, COVID nearly 100%. Uh, so it makes no sense logically, uh, scientifically, medically. It just doesn't make sense. So you have to ask, well, what are they doing? Why are they approving it? And the obvious answer is they intend to do harm to our children. And why would we not come to that conclusion. I mean, look at what is happening to our children with every other aspect of their lives. Uh, in home, in the schools, they are being attacked as never before. They are taking down uh, at least one generation of children. And, and this is part of it, because what are the risks associated with this so-called vaccine? And the risks are great. The myocarditis is, is prominent, very prevalent in males and in children. And we know that spike protein accumulates actually uh, preferentially in the gonads, uh, which is the ovaries and testes uh, of females and males, respectively. So it is a sterilization program, but that's only if they survive because the accumulating data from the shots uh, for all people shows that the risk increases with every concurrent shot. Now, with the CDC just recommending an annual kind of like a new flu vaccine, you know? Uh, so now we got this new COVID shot and it's just like the flu and they're calling COVID now similar to the flu. So, you know, they're, they're trying to gently make the correlation. Oh, look, this is nothing that we haven't seen or done before. We get recommended flu shots all the way down to six months of age. So now we're doing the same thing for these kids with the COVID shot because, you know, it's going to be around apparently forever. So uh, let's recommend that when in fact the, uh, the shot, the toxic shot that they're giving these kids is a messenger RNA vaccine. And we are seeing the harm it is doing and it does nothing but harm and confers no benefit whatsoever to these kids. So the only thing I conclude is that this is um, a, a bio attack against our youth against yeah. our children. Stephen, do you ever expect within the next year, do you, do you expect the FDA will uh, ever approve this, this uh, vaccine? Well, why wouldn't they? They have approved everything else. The FDA, uh, like every other government agency, uh, has exposed their bias. They are not for the people. They are not for following constitutional law. They are not at all even committed to uh, to the tasks that they have been assigned as an agency. So yeah, I think that they'll approve it and they'll say absolutely no harm. Um, they're not speaking truth. They don't speak truth anymore. They speak what is convenient to promote an agenda. And the agenda is a takedown of our children. Now, you're right. Now, you you put that out there twice now, targeting the children. And I mean, that's a pretty I mean, it's straightforward, but it's you have no questions or qualms about them. I mean, it's a loaded comment. I mean, uh, that you believe they really want to do harm to the kids. You have no no question about that. You feel that's what the objective absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the whole 
the whole COVID response has been nothing but a takedown, in my opinion. And I stated that from the very beginning when I went public, uh, and that resulted in uh, me getting into uh, trouble because I spoke the truth, you know. So somebody has got to do it and expose it. If there was any good to it whatsoever, people would be all over this. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Okay. All right. Let's now. I haven't asked uh, uh, Dr. Hirshhorn this uh, point here that you we bring it up that we're talking about right now, Stephen. Let's find out. Uh, let's bring on Dr. Joel Hirshhorn, and and uh, you know you hear uh, Stephen say just straight out there uh, that this is to do harm to the kids. Do you have a different point of view, Joel, or are you are you in line with that thinking, please? First, I do agree with everything he said, but I'd like to add something. I think the other reason they're do, doing this for children is because they want to maintain the business, the financial benefits of producing these vaccines. And it turns out we have information now that less than 5% of adults are taking the booster shots. Right. So they have to maintain, Pfizer has to maintain their business. So I think there's a financial reason for why they're targeting the children. But I also agree absolutely that when you look at benefits versus risk, Mm -hmm. the risks for the children absolutely outweigh the benefits. Now, let let me ask you this, uh, Joel, the vaccines, you you brought up just a really, really valid point in saying that it's less than 5%. And in fact, I heard, oh, just recently, I believe, I believe McCullough had shared with me through the data that it's actually, and don't quote me exactly, but I think it's 2%, that 2% of our country actually are doing those boosters still. So doesn't that mean, because the, the, the vaccines in the form that they are, are not targeted towards any of these variants that are out there. They're completely not effective, which is why everybody who has a vaccine ends up getting COVID. Doesn't that mean that that these uh, that we really the entire country really is unvaccinated because whatever they have done before doesn't is not they're not going to get any benefits from it. So if it's two percent, it's negligible, isn't that what the bottom line is? Well, that's true, but they're they're also saying that their new booster shots. Right have been redesigned for the variants. But the problem is they were only tested on a handful of mice. There was no phase one, two, or three testing of the new booster shots, the new formulations. So I think that, you know, in a sense, our, what people like us are doing are succeeding, and that is most Americans now uh, have, exactly. are rational, and they see the downside of the vaccine boosters so that's why the, they're not taking them. Joel, I, I think you're so right. And, you know, I hadn't really thought of that. You know, it, it gets frustrating sometimes and very discouraging when we feel like we're not uh, uh, having the level of success in one of the public that we wish that it would be. But in retrospect, I think you nailed it right there. We are having a hell of an impact. Yes. Because if it is down to that, I think you nailed it, man. Because I think if it is down to whatever it is, 2% versus 5 or somewhere in that ballpark, these are rough numbers, clearly. It means that people are on to the game at this point. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a wicked game. It's an evil game uh, they're on to. And they're on to it, and they're not playing along anymore. But a lot of the harm, and, and now let me ask you this, Joel. 
a lot of, from what I understand and with your research and data and you being a guy that's always in the weeds on this stuff, isn't it true or not that these boosters, from what I understand, the more recent boosters, that's, in other words, they're actually doing the biggest harm. So what I'm understanding is some adults have had like a couple of the vaccines. They did, they went along to play along, they, to be a good patriot, they thought, or good, what they were being told. I'm not saying they were that, but they felt they were just trying to get along and, and do whatever they had to do. Uh, and so they went along with those and maybe they could buy that. Okay. Not everybody, but then the boosters, I understand, did more harm. And the more buildup of that mRNA in your system and the spike protein, the more danger it was to the human body. Is that yes. right? Is that the truth? I, I, here's the real science. And we know this from a lot of research, particularly out of Europe. The more of these vaccines you put into your body, the more your immune system is destroyed and damaged. Nice. This is what the science tells us. So, yes. You keep putting more of these spike proteins in your body, your immune system goes to hell, and then you become more vulnerable to all kinds of other diseases besides COVID, including cancer. So we're beginning to see these incredible <laughs> revelations that people are dying from serious illnesses because they've had too many of these shots. Why would any parent even slightly even take any risk unless they're totally uninformed and all they're listening to is the big mouse and the networks who are pushing this propaganda uh, you know they're always blaming it on the freedom movement the health freedom movement to say that we're out of line which we'll get into in a bit here but why would any parent risk this joe why why would they take a chance I, is I it just uninformed yes i cannot understand it except let's let's face one reality. We have mandates, legal mandates going on that children will not be admitted enrolled in schools unless they get the booster shots. Now, so you can't put all of the responsibility or blame on the parents. You know, a lot of parents have to work. They cannot afford private schools. So, and, and there's no school choice in much of the country. So it's the mandates you know, that's going to happen in many states, not all states. Mm -hmm. But when these mandates are, are used, mm -hmm. the, the, the children are held like prisoners. The parents are like prisoners. They don't have medical freedom. And that's going to destroy their children. I absolutely agree that in the long term, we are going to see terrible medical impacts from giving booster shots to these children. Yeah, yeah. It, it does appear that the more of these vaccines and these boosters that people are putting into the body, uh, there's a real harm there. Uh, let's get you back uh, to opine on that, Dr. Stephen Latula. That's a major couple of big points we just made with Joel that I, I want to flush out with you. Um, this, um, the, the between the two and the 5% of people that are, well, that's all that's really vaccinated at this point, because as I understand it, Stephen, and you speak about this better than I, but if you had those earlier ones, they've probably expired by now. In other words, if you had it done two years ago, a year and a half ago, it's, you're not, there's no impact you're having. You're not vaccinated anymore. Is that a correct statement? That is uh, essentially true, yes, because these viruses, especially from the coronaviridae family um, that they're pushing, uh, they mutate rapidly. And so 
Sure. You, you've get, uh, you're not getting a huge antigenic shift, which is a major change in the structure of the RNA of the virus, but you're getting changes with every mutation. And so anything, if there, if there was a true vaccine that actually did confer a benefit, that benefit wanes rapidly. And um, so it's, it's not doing any good whatsoever. Of course, we know it wasn't doing any good uh, from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, I, the, I think Joel makes a very good point that these mandates uh, are a huge problem for kids. Even yesterday, I was talking to my daughter who works at the Mayo Clinic here in uh, Arizona, and she's going back to work after being off of maternity leave. And uh, this uh, Mayo Clinic is the whole system is corrupt. They are still pushing shots for all the employees, knowing full well that this virus is gone. The, uh, there's no, never ha really has been an emergency, in my opinion, from the get-go. But, you know, the, the um, emergency use, uh, if ever there was a true pandemic that was going to cause terrible lethality, it's gone. And yet they're still pushing this, not just in the schools, but in the hospitals. And still other people in other uh, careers are being forced to take this shot or lose their job. And this coming at a time when, of course, the economy is crumbling intentionally. And so um, everybody is being affected by this. But the children have no say in this. And they are truly the greatest victims because it, their parents, if they tell them to take the shot, they have no say whatsoever. But this will, at best, at the very best, these shots will shorten a child's life. We know wow. that. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's hardly can be put out there any more succinct uh, than what Dr. Stephen LaTulip shares with you right there, friends. Uh, we're speaking here today to voice on the voice of a nation with uh, Dr. Stephen LaTulip, Dr. Joel Hirshhorn, and uh, taking on these big topics that I think are rattling, um, uh, well, the entire health freedom movement, to be sure. And uh, that is the uh, CDC shots for kids that they're now promoting this, which, as we've just discussed, it's it's negligible who has any protection from these vaccines. But the harm they're doing to the young people in the myocarditis cases is is a growing it's a daily concern for people uh, the, uh, you know we are we, we we are making some success though as joel points out really well um that we we are having success if those numbers uh are real and they appear to be what the numbers are and people are not getting the boosters anymore they've lost confidence uh, that means we're we're getting somewhere friends we we have saved lives think about it that way we have reached out here and we've shared the knowledge and the information and people have become very aware of this uh, everybody knows somebody that's been impacted in a very negative way uh, through the vaccine injuries or death. Uh, and uh, that's been a real problem out there. So it's it's, uh, you know, it's become an epidemic itself in its own right. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about just to hit here is the gain of function. It, it, this is unbelievable, this story in the Boston University lab here. It hardly gets any more egregious than this. It's like we haven't had enough to contend with healthcare-wise in the nation. Let's just throw this out there and see what happens. And frankly, the United States, specifically the NIH, 
Uh, and uh, they have their hands in a lot of lethal cookie jars all over the world, frankly. It's far more than just Boston. Uh, throughout the Ukraine, those labs are littered. They're all over the world. And we are in, uh, funding taxpayer money uh, out there is funding a lot of these nefarious uh, deeds that they're doing out there. And why are we trying to do these things to begin with? I mean, it, you know, I put out there early on uh, the claims that they're saying that somehow they're going to use this as a positive. Uh, but I, I don't see I, we're not seeing how that really is going to be the case, friends. Um, we'll talk about that as well as this AB 2098 here. Um, protecting yourself is the key here. P protection, protection and knowing. And, you know, when you hear these sort of viruses, the diseases, the labs, uh, you, you, you know, you know, this, this was, I don't know, this was life-changing, COVID was. It wasn't just, you know, we were never going to get to an endemic stage and move on, which is what happened back in 1917, 1918, 1919. Uh, you know, they figured it out and they moved on. This one was played as a, as a horrible narrative from the globalist uh, and other people who had uh, a hostile agenda, is, is what it is, a very evil component of this COVID business. I mean, it's just looking at the data and the evidence. You you can't not not draw that conclusion. The one thing is we become more informed as a people, though. We are society is far more informed, just like the fact that people are stopping taking those vaccines and boosters. We are making an impact now. To That's not to the delight of Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, &J, Big Pharma, uh, the NIH, the people who are tied to the CCP and the big globalist movement. They're not happy at all with this, by the way. We've become enemy number one which is why we're censored and targeted and shadow banned and ridiculed and everything else they can do. That's exactly why, because we're putting out viable information here. That is, you know, that's the key of it's what we do in America out loud. So it gives me, uh, I rejoice in the moment is all I'm saying to you, friends. You know what I mean? I rejoice in the moment. And I don't, I don't haven't done that a lot because I'm in, I'm in the battle. I'm in the war. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on the battlefront constantly every hour of every day. But there is a moment where sometimes it's good to step back and just rejoice in the light a moment. Hmm, I like that. We're making a difference. We're making a difference. And you know what? We're not going to stop making a difference. It doesn't matter how much they shadow ban censor or try to call us out. Those of us who are in it for the reasons of the fight of good and evil, we're, we're not scared of any of that. We're just not. You know, America Out Loud is not going to be threatened or bullied. Uh, we're just not going to do it. And so that's an important point to bring out here. You, you have to protect yourself, friends. There are many, many ways you can do that. There are many ways on this platform. The kind of organizations and companies we work with, uh, which is why when you come to America Out Loud, you don't get assaulted with all these Google ads and video ads and click and exes. You ever notice that when you go to a new site today? Uh, you know, you, you are assaulted by all the ads and the videos and the stuff. You can't barely get to the content. You have to keep clicking the X's. And I find that so annoying, friends. I don't go to any of those sites. I can't stand them. They annoy the hell out of me. And there's a reason we don't do that at America. And there's a reason why when you go to the news sites, I like a little white space. I like more of a, a minimalist attitude where you can breathe and think. And you know what I'm saying? You know, have your mind a little bit. That's another why, way people say, well, you're a little different out there. You, you, you better believe we're a little different out there. <laughs> we don't beat to the same drum and we're not a follower. We're a leader. That makes a difference. I don't care what the others are doing. It doesn't matter to me. So protecting yourself is key. 
those uh, our sponsored partnerships, and they are very strategically selected, are back at americaoutloud.com. You'll find those. They're right there all grouped together, and you can just click and get all kinds of information, research, scientific findings, data points. You know, the thing is, you you have to make the ex- you have to exert yourself as well. You have to make the effort to be informed. The stuff doesn't just fall from the sky. And you, but you have to be informed. And to be informed, you, you have to really look deep into this to understand. So there are many ways you can do that. One of the new products to bring to your attention is the UX4, a stationary atomizer. And this is put out by Genesis HOCL. This is a stationary unit right now, which uh, uh, takes the HOCL and, and makes puts it all over the room. It's a dry mist. And it cleans the room. You see, these pathogens live in the room and the environment. They're they're uh, they're they're uh, weaponized in that way that you're breathing this stuff in. You know, see, is that's the that was a lot of the uh, funny business that went on with COVID initially. It wasn't all about the surfaces and the doorknobs and the packages that came in through UPS. Remember, we were led to believe that that's that's just was all rubbish. It's it's really the air we breathe. And that's where this thing is being spread. So the way you can do that is, you you remember I've been talking about the Genesis Fogger. Well, now you've got the UX4. And you'll find some, there's some ads back at America Out Loud. And if you click the uh, genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud, you'll find more about that UX4. It's at a great price point and uh, it's even less than the Fogger, but you'll get 15% off of those products uh, is what it is. And this continues to put that dry mist into the air, kills the pathogens, superbugs, uh, flus, influenzas, uh, you know, monkeypox, uh, giraffe vomit, uh, whatever the hell you want to call it here, people, right? Or whatever. And, and SARS-CoV-2 to wrap it all up in a nice little pretty package for you. How's that? Kills all of that stuff there. The UX4, check it out there. 15% off you get using the code out loud. Take a look at a lot of the other products out there we talked to you about as well. The nasal hygiene is another one to get. CoFixRx.com. Forward slash out loud, 20% off the cofix. Nasal hygiene in your left and right nostrils, uh, get that up there. Kill the pathogens the same way. Get it out of your respiratory tract. Flu, influenza, uh, superbugs, any of that stuff. You know, we're in a very toxic world. You know what I mean? You know, very toxic world. And these are the things you need to do to protect yourself. So my message is, friends, protect yourself, protect your loved ones, protect your friends, protect the people around you that you love. And that's the way to do it with the UX4. There's new Atomizer with the Genesis HOCL and Cofix RX. Check those out back at americaoutloud.com. We'll take a quick pause and we'll return with Dr. Stephen LaTulip and Dr. Joel Hirshhorn in just a moment. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of americaoutloud.com. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? 
Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Uh, listen, thank you for telling family, friends, and those around you, inviting them into the platform. We continue to see our analytics and the rocket ship growth of um, America Out Loud. Uh, we are obviously doing a lot of things here, and I, uh, we are making an impact, and we see that uh, every day. And we thank you for being part of the journey here and being part of the mission for sure. This Boston lab story is outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous. Uh, so this is where they are. Um, it's gain of function. There's no other way to say it. I mean, they're taking this, these viruses and they're weaponizing them. They're, they're, they, they say they're um, playing, they're working with them and they're trying to come up with uh, some other remedies or ideas and ways that they can uh, uh, fight COVID, you know, or fight these flus and diseases, whatever they you want to call them here, you know. Um, and and that's, that's part of the conversation I'd like to have with you next year. This is a, it's an interesting, let me just read this to you. This was a piece that uh, uh, Dr. Latula put out there, Dr. Stephen Latula. He said, and listen to this here, this is so true. If Ebola or Marburg uh, viruses can be uh, aerosolized, which is what I was talking about you earlier, it's in the air, it's aerosolized, it's out there, you know, uh, this could lead to the an, annihilation of a huge fraction of the world population. And and Stephen, let me bring you on now, Dr. Latulip, and because uh, this is what my concern is here. When I was talking about the uh, products a moment ago, this is what I was alluding to. 
uh, and, and a vaccine could kill the rest, you say here. So when Boston University boasts that they're synthesized a new strain of Omicron that kills 80%, this is an 80% kill rate. People, this is an 80% kill rate. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, you know, and, and what and I forget there was a comment. I, I'll find it for you in a moment here. I've mentioned it a couple of times here. But this is a criminal act, you say, but it makes me ask, what's the definition of woke? Is the, if the answer is stupid, then maybe we are more woke than we ever thought. What could possibly go wrong with this, uh, Stephen? The fact that this is being done in an urban center with that kind of population. If there's even any kind of a mistake and this got out into the wild, uh, pretty much your definition up here, what would happen would be catastrophic, wouldn't it? Absolutely. It would be. It would be horrible. And, you know, there's no such thing as protecting the world. I don't care what safety precautions you take to err is human. There is always human error. Uh, there is also always human evil intent. And, you know, for Boston University ju to just come out and say there was no gain of function with this research. Yeah, they, what do you think you know, of that? Well, they must think we're absolute morons. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, ramping up an Omicron uh, variant so that it kills 80% now as opposed to a very low percent uh, before, um, they must think we're absolute idiots for them to say this was not gain of function. Uh, I mean, words have meaning. How do you define gain of function? Well, you ramp up the virus so that it is more lethal and in the course of science, I mean, that has only one purpose, and it is a military purpose. It is to kill an enemy. It's biowarfare. So, and, you know, let me tell you this. The uh, the fact that, as you're saying, you know, 2% of the people are now taking the booster shots. Right. Uh, and that, I think, is pretty accurate. Right. Um, that means that the people have caught on. So what are they going to do? They have to put us, in, again, into a state of fear and confusion once again. And just an article like this with Boston University, you know, unbeknownst to anybody, supposedly they have ramped up this new virus, a new threat. And what is that going to be? It means that, hey, you know what? There, we are just on the verge of extinction and we might have to do whatever they tell us to do. And that's the position they want us in. Yeah. So and they're saying it's not gain of function. What do they say it is if it's not gain of function? I mean, the, the, you, the, the one caveat I see, Stephen, if, I don't know what their definition of uh, what they're saying is, but they're... The, the message they're putting out there publicly is that this could lead to better therapeutic interventions. You're not buying it. No, not at all. Uh, you don't you don't have to uh, increase uh, the lethality of a virus um, in order to improve any treatment. The bottom line is and remember, they've always ignored this is that we do have natural immunity. Um, however, you know, the question I ask really is, do they even need to create another superbug? Because um, as Dr. Hirshhorn uh, said very uh, nicely, is that uh, the more shots that people take, the more they're immune, they are immune compromised. And so they are much more subject to suffer a severe reaction to even the common cold viruses that normally would come and go. So, so here's, the, here's the argument here. Let me. The, why are we allowing as a people, we the people, allowing the NIH taxpayer money to fund these people, these labs, and, and they're being funded, Stephen, all over the globe. They are. I mean, are. Wh why do we allow it? 
Um, that's a question that I cannot logically answer. My answer to this is, look, Boston University did this. It, uh, gain of function is illegal in America. Call it what you want. They just created another dangerous bug that could easily escape the lab and cause us some real serious problems. Yeah. I think we, we should remove people from that building and level it. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, that, that's it. All right, listen to this quote here. Uh, uh, bring on Dr. Joel Hirschhorn to comment on this, and, and you'll love to hear this as well, uh, Stephen, as well. It's very interesting. Senator Roger Marshall uh, out of Kansas, Senator out of Kansas, says this, and I quote, This research must stop immediately. It is unconscionable that NIH sponsors this lethal gain of function Virus research through Boston University and EcoHealth Alliance in densely populated areas. Created, and here's, here's the comment that should knock everybody over. Created the potential to kill more people than any singular nuclear weapon. Wow. That is, that's eye-opening. What do you say to that, Joel? This, this point here they say about... They, they created and and the fact that we're in these labs and doing this gain of function stuff that I mean what the the pros versus the cons why are we doing it I think the word that has not been used that I want to use is that it's criminal it's criminal by NIH officials it's criminal by Boston University scientists mm -hmm. it's a criminal act and we ought to understand this you know I from the very beginning of the pandemic, I said Fauci ought to be prosecuted. And now, again, we're seeing, again, this awful criminal behavior from NIH. And, and the problem with the scientists is their hands are always out for the money. You know, uh, Fauci and his people, NIH, put out billions and billions of dollars every year. So they support the entire medical establishment, particularly the research establishment. So. You know, I, I have to say it's criminal, and the scientists who are always eager to get that funding are are, are doing criminal acts here. Uh, the threat is enormous. The danger is enormous. I agree with Stephen. I think it's uh, something that ought to be looked at more carefully, exactly what kind of laboratory this was done at. You know, even the most sophisticated laboratories still can have leaks and accidents exactly. and so i don't want to get re be reassured by anyone from the university or nih that this was done in a safe place when you're dealing with these kinds of lethal pathogens there is no such thing as a safe laboratory right 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 uh, yeah there's even word uh the follow-up on this was that this was a level three lab and they're practicing level four or something like that in other words they're even beyond the scope of what they should be doing evidently you know there's an interesting and i'll tell you both and and listeners as well you know one of our um uh, very uh, distinguished uh, doctors on the network here, Dr. Henry E. Lee. Uh, he's like you, Joel. He's always about accountability, accountability, accountability. Uh, you you did say you were one of the early ones talking about Fauci being held accountable. You you were saying that in some of your early writings. I remember that. Yes. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. And you were right all over that. Even early on, you said this is unconscionable what's going on here, man. 
And, you know, Dr. Ridley has been uh, pursuing a couple of things. He has a grand jury uh, indictment to try to take like Walensky, uh, Azar, some of these people, these uh, of the, the the people that are running these government agencies and holding them accountable. And he's been right. You've seen those pieces. But there's a new piece he's got up. This really eye opening went up late yesterday. It's a breaking news story. And if you all haven't read it, go read it, please. Major win in court. Fauci and friends to be deposed under oath. And it's the first time now that they'll be grilled under oath since the lab-enhanced Fauci-funded COVID bioweapon known as SARS-CoV-2 was unleashed upon humanity. And this is the Honorable Terry Doughty uh, has now ruled in favor of transparency and accountability in government. And there's further proof that while we need a good attorney, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if you've seen that at all, but that is a big story so there are people out there trying to hold accountability. You know, Stephen, I'd like you to talk about that a moment. You just met Henry recently, uh, Dr. Ely, Dr. Henry Ely. Uh, he's, he's marvelous. I mean, he's terrific. And you see this breaking story here about Fauci and what he's doing there. What do you make of this and his uh, point of trying to hold these cats accountable? Um, I think it's essential. And I, I really praise Dr. Ely for what he has done there, because uh, let's face it, you know, we have two branches of our government that are completely derelict and we have the judicial branch remaining. And even that sometimes uh, appears to be it's a little bit bipolar. Yeah. yeah, you just don't know which way they're going to go. So the, the fact that we have a victory here and can hold these people accountable is the it's the only hope we have for a set uh, a peaceful settlement of the real issues. And the real issue is, are we going to be a law abiding people uh, based who are basing ourselves on the Constitution or are we not? And I think this is an incredible thing, because when the truth of the facts come out, you know, enough of the name calling, enough of the false accusations. Let's just look at the details and the facts. The world is going to find exactly uh, what is the truth, and that is that Fauci is a criminal. I mean, let's face it, Fauci already told us he was doing uh, gain-of-function research on Ebola in primates, and now here we have uh, China um, purchasing land for a primate lab in Florida. What are they going to do there? I mean, this is disaster brewing, and we are allowing it to happen. And what we need to do is say enough of this. We need to stop these people in their tracks get on the offensive, stop playing the defensive game and take these people down before they destroy us. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, action, action. We need action. And you said it pretty well, I think. Uh, they need to close that lab down in Boston and level the whole thing and be done with it. And uh, But, you know, the outrage from listeners and from patriots throughout our country is the only thing that's going to move the needle. It's it's we the people that are going to have to move this thing. We can only bring it to your attention, friends, but you've got to take the action here. Um, I want to talk to you both about AB 2098. This was a landmark a deal here with the um, Governor Newsom. Uh, he is about as close to a third world dictator as we have in this nation. And we have a, we have a few of them, uh, but he would be in the lead. Uh, he, he'd represent that group uh, pretty well. Uh, the policies and the things that come out of California, it's amazing there's not a revolt out there, except I think the people have been uh, brainwashed uh, with uh, some sort of opium or something's been happening here. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just can't make sense of it. I keep thinking this, they're going to rise at one point and they're going to put them out of their misery in California because it's so bad out there. And I have so many friends out there and people who I just love and adore. And I, I can't even understand what they're doing out there. So many have left now. It's uh, unbelievable. So this here, two, uh, AB209A, it's it's to shut the physicians up or they'll pull their license. Now, Stephen, you, you, before I, well, actually, before I go to you, because this is very personal to you, because you, you, you went through the same thing in Oregon. Oregon is another Marxist state. And uh, hopefully uh, the, the, the governor who's running there, which I, I do want to talk to you about that, Stephen, as well. I don't know if we have time, but um, I, there's some real hope in Oregon, actually, from what I'm hearing. But let, let me stay on task here. There's AB 2098. I'm all over the park here. And uh, I, I want to get you first, Dr. Hershon, to speak about, because I haven't talked to you about this first, this 209A. So yeah. this is this is shutting them all down now is what they're doing. And uh, this is saying, you know, they'll pull their license if they speak out of turn. How insane is this? Well, it's pure censorship. <laughs> it's evil. And it's totally against the concept of medical freedom. <laughs> you know, physicians, doctors have every right in terms of the history of medicine uh, to say what they believe is true for their patients, necessary for their patients, and to reveal information to their patients that they think the patients have a right to have. So it's censorship. It's against medical freedom. It's evil. And how they can get away with it is beyond me. Well, they get away with it because the doctors are not standing up against us. Why Why do the doctors allow this to happen? Like, in other words, if they stood up right now and said, no, no, we're not doing I mean, the governor would have no, he'd have no choice. Uh, he'd have to recall it back and change it if the entire medical community stood up and said, you are not going to censor us. I mean, but they don't do that, Joel. Uh, what, right. Why is it? Why don't they push back more? <laughs> Yeah, well, what they need in California is basically a strike, a strike by physicians and nurses, right. yeah, the whole strike. medical establishment, yeah. and and threaten to shut down yeah. health care yeah. in California. I like what you say there, a strike. I thought for a minute you were going to say what the whole doctor medical community needs in California is an enema, but you were still <laughs> a, you were a better gentleman than I was just now. Uh, Stephen, uh, they probably could use an enema as well, but let's talk about those the, the, the cats in California here. Uh, actually, a strike would ha would make a big difference out there. Why don't they stand up and push back, Stephen? Um, well, I think uh, Dr. Joel already mentioned it. Too many physicians are ignorant, coward, or just biased. And, you know, what really saddened me, I, I was at one of my conferences uh, recently uh, in the Midwest, mm -hmm. and I heard that one of the California doctors who's been a frontline doctor, been treating COVID early, right, you know, really out there prominent, since this AB2098 was passed, he decided not to speak at this conference as he was uh, wow. scheduled to do wow. because of this new bill that now became law. And um, it saddened me because this shows us how we are still playing into the hands of, of very despicable tyrants who are enemies of the people and but what's it going to take? I mean, we, we see people backing down when they, we should be jumping forward and launching an offensive against this. So um, how are we going to change doctors is my question. And I don't really know the answer to that. Yeah. 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 Well, one point I would make is that 
I, I have a friend who's a retired physician in California. We There are lots of retired doctors now, really large numbers of retired mm, doctors. They need to speak out because they, they don't have to worry about losing their license. They're retired. Right. They have nothing and to lose. We need to, we need to hear from them. Yes, it's an excellent point. And I'll tell you, I, I've been blessed when uh, the uh, state of Oregon um, took my license for treating COVID patients early and announcing it to the world that there was a treatment. Um, I was suddenly released. You know, I, what more could they do for me unless they get to the point where you take a, an AB 2098 and, you know, they're calling that unprofessional conduct, which the state medical board uh, can use to go after you, that one day soon, if we allow this to continue, they're going to replace the words unprofessional conduct with felony. Okay. And then they're going to be able to throw us in jail or prison for speaking the truth. And people don't think that's coming, but I think it's going to come a lot sooner than we think because we are failing to meet the enemy on the front lines. Absolutely agree. Mm. Wow. Yeah, uh, incredible. Uh let's uh let's leave that point right there a moment here. Dr. Stephen Latula, uh Dr. Joel Hirshhorn. Uh what a terrific conversation. I want to take a few moments and uh just talk to you, uh talk to our listeners um about the censoring business in AB2098. You know, there's a lot of censoring going on. We're also seeing it uh we we they've attempted to censor America out loud. Listen, for some time, we we recognize, we understand the censoring, the shadow ban on social media and all of that. We recognize that's going on, friends. Uh, I don't have any reason to sit and complain about it. I mean, we're playing on their platforms and we don't really have an option or a choice. So let me be clear. You know, Facebook threw, threw me off about five years ago. This is before it was even fashionable to do so. This is before the uh, COVID baloney and all of that. And, uh, you know, they, they threw us off. They wanted my birth certificate. And I, I gave them some choice words, which I can't really repeat here. I, I said, get Zuckerberg on the line here. I want to talk to that <clears throat> such, such and such and so and so. But I have to keep it really good here. So and be a good boy. In any event, the censor, and then YouTube is another one. YouTube, Google, this whole, these, these are all, you know, Twitter, they're all Marxist uh, being run by deceit. Um, YouTube's another one. I don't post anything to YouTube anymore. A lot of you cats out there that still use YouTube, you're part of the problem. If you're a conservative or a patriot or somebody who understands and you're posting to YouTube, it's wrong. I mean, I, I now post, and I've been doing it for the last couple of years, I used to do a lot with YouTube back in the day. I had over 700 television shows. We used to post them in follow-up to on YouTube. But then they started pulling some off and they started playing games with us. And I really didn't like their games. And I said, I'm not going to do this. So I don't post anything more to YouTube ever. It all goes to Rumble and you'll catch the network channel out there. We post a lot of our videos, a lot of our experts and stuff on the Rumble channel but uh, I will not be censored. And so that's another one. The other one I'm having a lot of hard time today with is Twitter. I find them another Marxist platform. We'll see if it changes. Uh, I've, I've given thought to pull an offer there because I, I just can't stand them, uh, frankly. And uh, I don't find it's a good use of our time and our commitment to all of this. But I'm going to see what happens with this Elon Musk thing and if that changes the protocol over at Twitter or not. But I find they are the epitome 
of, of censorship. They're right at the center of hell when it comes to this thing. And not only that, but the games they played with elections and what Google has done and YouTube has done. These people are not out for a better life for any of us. They And it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Really, it doesn't. They're not out for American values. You know, we've lost the art of debate in our nation is my bigger message. We've lost the art of conversation. We've lost the art of disagreeing with each other. We've lost the art of being able to respectfully call each other out and say, you know, I don't agree with you at all. This is why. Uh, and still remain civil about it. But you don't see that a lot anymore. It, things get really hostile or ugly, or they censor you and shut it off, just like California's doing with 2098, 2098, AB, AB 2098. It's ridiculous. Uh, but Newsom has got a track record of this now. And if Californians continue to uh, elect these kinds of clowns to high office, you know what I say, people? They get what they deserve at that point, and they can live whatever the hell life they want to live. I just don't want to be part of it. Quite frankly, if you want to build a wall, you can build it right around the state of California. You can stick it right in there with Mexico and let the cartels run it. Uh, and I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say that because I love California. I love our friends in California. But I don't like the BS that's coming from there. And the fact that the people are allowing it to happen, then I think they become guilty as charged and part of the problem. That's my opinion on California and 2098. Um, and I almost moved there years ago. I don't think they could live with a Mr. Out Loud up there. You know, they... Oh, wow. That just would not fit. Would not mix for a minute. Would it? Newsom. Could you see Governor Newsom and Gavin Newsom and Malcolm out loud? I don't think so. I don't think that fits people. Uh, but, you know, something's got to be done. You've got to push back against these clowns and against the system. And that's the way I suggest we do it. Let's not partake in it and let's not accept it. Same thing with all of these things that are happening. The, the, the You know, it's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating. We're dealing with so many negatives that continue to, um, and you know, really why it is, is because uh, we are fighting e evil all over the place. Evil is all over the planet, and we continue to fight it here at America Out Loud, but it's not going away, friends. Uh, it, it's here, and and uh, it continues to circle the planet, and good people have to stand up and push back accordingly and say, we're not going to allow that. Uh, my friends, a big thank you here. I hope you enjoyed uh, Dr. Joel Hirshhorn, uh, Dr. Stephen Latula. Pick up their books. They're in the America Out Loud bookstore. Pandemic uh, Blunder is Hirshhorn's and Latula's is Unity Without Compromise. Uh, they're both marvelous patriots and, and really terrific people. It, we're blessed to have the amazing people we have at America Out Loud, clearly. Uh, and we're blessed to have you. Out there, our, our dear listeners and readers and people who make up the family of America Out Loud, a lot of exciting things going on on the platform. Thank you for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.